Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the PNTT preseason podcast. Coach JD here with Coach S. Wesley. Yo. Here for our second group, so we'll just skip right past the uh, the introductions and salutations and get right to what you guys want to hear, which is a in-depth preview of the Mohammed group. So jumping right into it, New Orleans Ninjas, coached by uh, Coach J. Robinson, uh, minus the N. Uh, last season, NTT team 20-4, and four, uh, bounced in the second round, if my tired eyes are accurate in looking at their, their rankings here. Uh, they graduated uh, their starting center, uh, 6'8", Dalton Muhammad, who was a really solid player at 6'8", um, did a lot of things well in the post, you know, between scoring, uh, defense, you know, grabbing boards. Definitely a tough loss for them and always tough to replace, you know, a talented big, you know, in League 31. They signed the 103-92 class, so I assume probably missing out on ties on higher-rated bigs, but did bring in um, Isaac LaFleur, um, who played pretty well as a 6'9", small forward, 17 points, uh, okay defense, you know, some decent hands. Probably more of a combo forward type than a than a true center, but I imagine as someone is going to be tasked with taking over some of those minutes in the post. Um, Aaron Brown and Benjamin Fleming, um, you know, on the wing with decent but you know not great stats as a whole, but at least look like guys who can definitely contribute um, in a in a league as deep as League Thirty One is. So, uh, what are your first impressions about New Orleans? Well, I love the way Sebastian Till uh, takes care of the ball as a point guard, uh, distributes well and doesn't turn it over much. Um, not much of a threat from the scoring side of the game. Um, uh, so, um, you know, at least a decent uh, anchor there. Um, and, it, and it looks like um, just based on height, you either got freshman Lafleur or potentially um, Blevins, uh, who was a freshman last year, didn't play any games, um, probably coming in for some minutes, either starting or on the bench. So um, we'll see. Kind of hard to predict exactly where this is going to land when you have someone like Dalton Muhammad graduating, like you mentioned. So, oh, man, a lot of defense, a lot of defense just, you know, graduated, walked out the door into that next stage of life. So we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, if you're looking at, you know, the positives, Aiden Knock is a really good wing. You know, he, he put up a lot of points shooting a, a decent percentage. He's definitely a threat from, from deep. Um, you know, maybe struggles a little bit when he has to go inside against bigger players, but overall is a player that um, anyone out there would, would love to have. Uh, Jared Overly, maybe he's a guy that slides up to, to center, maybe not going to give you that defensive presence. Uh, in the post, but um, at least has a pretty good game, can score, can grab some rebounds for you, um, which is again, more than I have at center. So that can be <laughs> something um, if uh, if LeFleur is not someone who's capable of doing that as a freshman. And then, yeah, you're starting backcourt. We're sophomores, so you'd hope that they can um, step up their game a little bit. But ultimately, that's going to be what, what Knock uh, can do for you overall. He's the you know, from their best class on paper, um, their their rising senior class. He's the one guy that's starting there, um, so he's clearly the guy that's going to have to you know stir the drink for them. 
moving over to Rockford, uh, the Rockford Files, coached by Coach Future Star 31. Um, very talented team on paper. I imagine, you know, without looking at the overall rank, is one of the most talented teams in the league, according to the uh, DTL Mags. Um, graduated a good class overall with uh, two senior starters, two really good starters, too, with Jonathan Upchurch and Dayton Harwell, tw- almost 23 and 19 points per game. Um, you know, Harwell, a really great power forward with the scoring, the defense, you know, the rebounds, and Upchurch um, scoring. I don't know what his defense was at shooting guard, but, you know, it's, it's always tough to replace, you know, nearly 23 points per game on uh, you know, nearly 60% uh, true shooting. So there's their class is a 17-5 group um, led by Luke Davis, who's a really good uh, 6-8 player. Uh, looks like a guy is probably capable of playing um, either power forward or a smaller center if need be um, with everything that he can bring to the table. Um, actually, probably could play small forward too. He didn't pass a lot, but he didn't turn the ball over either. So yeah, probably any, someone you could slot anywhere that's needed between um, you know, small forward to center. And then he's joined by uh, Tyler Barkley, who looks like mostly a role player, as well as uh, Fahad Whetstone, um, who looked like a role player on his high school team as well. So that class seems to be, even though I feel like the rankings should be reversed, I feel like Hardwood should be higher because Luke Davis clearly seems better, at least based on statistics, uh, than the rest of the group. But um, you know, Sim Hoops says that this group as a whole is one of the best um, best incoming classes. So something to work with, you know, even though they have a lot going out the door. So what jumps out to you about Rockford? Yeah, I remember uh, taking over Glendale halfway through season. I think it was 27 and, um, you know, knew nothing about the game. Tried to recruit Jonathan Upchurch um, and then immediately found out, yeah, no, that ain't going to happen. Can't catch him. Um, <laughs> so it's cool to see that uh, – cool to see that he produced well throughout his career going to be a big miss um but luke davis i mean 65 percent shooting to be averaging 20 points a game 10 boards a game three blocks a game i mean this is a guy that can that can kind of be like your anchor um or or um you know the guy that you build around for four years so um, let's hope he slots right in and produces at a high level for Rockford from the get-go. Yeah, you think he should definitely, um, they're definitely going to rely on that in order to um, keep things going, uh, you know, for the program. They've been to six straight NTTs, and I think the expectation would certainly be to to go back there. You know, we, we definitely need to mention Jeremiah McCann, Excellent point guard. I mean, 15, you know, 14 points, nine assists, plays great defense. Um, only hole in his game is he needs to shoot from the free throw line a little bit better. I mean, sometimes I imagine you might make you pull your hair out if you're trying to close out a game and he's, uh, you know, not knocking him down from the free throw line. But outside of that, everything you would want, you know, in a point guard. So he's going to be a key leader for them. Alexander Posner, um, a really good facilitator from the wing as well. Uh, you know, 15 points can dish, you know, it's always good to have a guy who can get the ball inbounds, you know, from the small forward spot. And then Raymond Pitt, you know, not a lot of size in the post at six, eight, but, you know, played solid defense, grabs some rebounds, you know, pa- get, you know, pass the ball along. So you can certainly do a lot worse, you know, at, at your starting center. So you figure Davis probably steps in for Harwell and then your, your front court looks, you know, 
relatively similar to what it was last season. The big key is certainly replacing Upchurch then. You know, we need to replace those 22 points um, as a whole. So that's the biggest question for this team on, you know, if they can a- achieve the same heights as last season, if they if they brought in enough to replace what's going out the door. <clears throat> Moving over to the Flagstaff Whippersnappers, coached by Coach Tao 2006. So this team was in the PTT last season, finishing at 13-11. and 11. Uh, They graduated the 31-67 class, including two starters with uh, Chad Delaney, um, a good rim protector in the post, along with uh, Samuel Lane, a smaller, smaller forward who averaged 14 points, um, passed the ball well, played some defense. So needing to replace some some talent, they brought in the 1925 class. So um, on paper, an upgrade, they brought in three guys who are six foot seven. Um, Nicholas McKinley, 19 points, seven rebounds, um, should be able to help produce and replace some of the scoring production from Samuel Lane on the wing. Uh, Jackson Claudio, 12 points, eight rebounds. Both those guys were undersized centers in high school. And Shaquille Ruth um, looks like a bit of a role player. Um, so they bring in guys who are probably have some versatility. You know, someone's going to need to step in and play center. That's clearly the issue for them. You know, they lost their only guy over 6'8", so I'm sure they probably had some ties on some big guys that um, did not sign. But at least for them, they were still able to kind of salvage the class and bring in some guys who can contribute and aren't super short. So um, what stands out to you about Flagstaff? Yeah, it's definitely the, you know, it's the lack of height is probably the biggest concern. Um, man, it's so important. In, in DTL. Um, and so I think uh, you, you look at the, the backcourt took, you know, over 33, uh, about 34 shots a game um, and put up half the production right there between the two of them and they were freshmen. Um, so you got to assume that they continue to build on that, get a little bit better. Um, you know, hopefully, as you mentioned with another team, uh, earlier, but yeah, I hope to see Jeremy Washington's, uh, you know, maybe his turnovers go down a little bit. Not that two turnovers a game for a point guard is terrible, but, um, you know, he likes to shoot a lot. So hopefully see that come down a little bit and um, try to slot Nicholas McKinley in here somewhere, maybe relying on him, um, you know, at the center position since there's not a lot of other hide options. So, yeah, I'm kind of curious if Shaquille Ruth is maybe the guy that comes in and plays center because, I mean, just, you know, his rebounding numbers were similar to the other guys who played center in high school. You know, he was a power forward. His defensive numbers look a little bit better. So, um, again, a role player, you know, he can he can pass a little bit, you know, take care of the ball. So I kind of wonder if that might be the path they take. Yeah, He and uh, Ruth and McKinley maybe are both entering the starting lineup replacing Lane and Delaney. Yep, yep. And then we'll kind of to see. It'll be a short team, but yeah, the the backcourt, um, you know, their offensive ability is really what's going to be key. Clearly, they can put up points. I wonder how strong they are defensively as a whole. Um, Clinton looks like he probably has some um, ability to grow there. And curious about Washington, but in any case, um, that's going to really be key to what they're able to do this season. Yeah, they like to shoot from beyond the arc, um, and so hopefully, you see some of those percentages. Uh, take that small tick up and be the game changer in some of those uh, tight contests. 
Yep, absolutely. And as a smaller team, you know, maybe get some longer rebounds if you are shooting from deep more often. Um, final team in this group is Bloomington College by Coach RDE. So they have been in the PTT for the past three seasons. Uh, they graduated a pretty bad class at 203-172. Um, did have a senior point guard, Jacob Favorite, who um, could pass. Uh, did turn it over a little bit, even though he had eight assists per game, and, and, but did play great defense um, and shot shot the ball well from the free throw line. But definitely a guy that you can replace. Um, they brought in the 60-34 class. And um, honestly, this one kind of hurts me a little bit because Brian Gonzalez was actually a, an original max of mine who was clear and then was clear for me the entire season, but they snuck up on me in the last week when I was trying to protect a third lead. And even though I had the winning uh, preference advantage and was still an 0-1 lead somewhere and you know, at least five or six points up, um, Gonzalez did spurn us to sign in Bloomington. So I hate having to preview, preview this one because Mike <laughs> and he would have been my best player, even though he's not that great, but he would have been my best guy. But... So, um, darn you, RDE, not happy to you for <laughs> down a guy. That wasn't even like minimum points on a, a lot of times 10 or 11 points a week. So I, I, I never chase those guys down, but I guess this is a lesson for someone out there. Either protect your leads better or something. I don't know. So it I, might be the lesson to, <laughs> to chase a guy down. <laughs> yeah. Uh, hopefully I can return the favor at some point. I've had some actually really bad luck on 0-1 leads lately, and so I'm hoping that that needs to turn around quickly because that's, that's just really hard in League 31 when you lose those, um, especially when preferences are more in your favor. But that's the yeah, game, what it is. So he was scouted well. I remember him having decent scouted um, you know, with the stats not quite backing up what you would see on paper, but I imagine he's still a guy that's probably going to be better than what they had um, in the post, um, at least a power forward. Dakota Nicholson is a guy who can come out of the starting lineup and Gonzalez could replace him. But if, even if not, Brian Keita is actually probably the best guy in this class, you know, 21 points, nine rebounds. Um, you know, so he can definitely increase the scoring production of power forward. And they have John Cove or Kube, um in the post, who is a really great center, um, you know, 11 rebounds, thir- or I'm sorry, 11 points, 13 rebounds, four blocks a game. He's someone that anyone would love to have in the post. Certainly, me um, included. So probably a rare whose strength is uh, kind of in the post, although they did have the, the two rising sophomores who scored pretty well in the in the backcourt. So for a team that's been the PTT, seems like they have a lot to work with here. Um, yeah. Other than kind of wondering who's going to play point guard for them. That seems to be a bit of a the biggest hole that jumps out to me for them. Yeah, it looks like, and I hope I don't butcher this here, to, to me, Twomey, but he played uh, from a small forward position in high school. Uh, Besides for that, he he could slot in as a as as a good sized point guard. Looks like he took care of the ball, Um, and so so yeah, that's that's an option uh, potentially. Um, But uh, you know, at that point, you're putting putting the ball in the hands of a freshman quite a bit. Um, who also shot 40 for the free yeah. throw. So that's, that's <laughs> trying to get yeah. out of game. But that could be the best option if you're looking for the guy that, you know, for 30 minutes is your best option. Just hopefully he's not right at the end of the game. Yeah. Yeah. I, I do wonder, you know, you had Hunting and McAuliffe 
put up good numbers from a scoring perspective. Um, and, and so I wonder if, you know, well, just what it's going to look like in the starting lineup uh, to start the season, because it does seem like, as you mentioned before, a lot of pieces to work with here. Um, mentioned Nicholson probably comes out of the starting lineup and then Keita uh, or Gonzalez, um, you know, I don't know about you, but I always get excited about freshmen. It's sometimes hard not to when they have decent numbers and you're frustrated at some of those losses from last year. Um, and so Bloomington was in, you know, uh, made the PTT last year. They have a good class coming in. The the thought is probably going to be to get some of these freshmen in the lineup right away, um, which then means you got to make room. So I'm interested to see what Coach RDE does here. Yeah, and Coach 15 is, is traditionally one of the toughest conferences out there. Uh, I know it's a highly competitive group. Um, so, you know, the, the lack of a true point guard could – certainly hurt them you know in while while playing a tough schedule but they do have a lot of pieces there seem to be set really well from shooting guard through center uh, with some better depth in the post um, thanks to sniping Gonzalez from me so um, the team definitely on the upswing I think their their goals will definitely be NTT this season um, where we'll see if they're able to put it all together and get there so that is all four teams um when you stack them all together, who do you think comes out on top? I don't know if I don't know if I just like the idea of of picking something that is shocking to this to the multitudes of listeners, you know. But I, I kind of want to go with Bloomington here. Um, there's so many there's so many threats. It seems like in 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 this in this squad now. Um, with the incoming freshman class. So I could end up looking like a complete fool. Uh, Rockford is a really solid team. Um, New Orleans and Flagstaff also no slouches. Uh, I just kind of want to pick an upset, and it looks good. John Coob, like, you know, like you said, I wish I had him. Lost mm. four shots a game. So, um, so yeah, I'm going Bloomington. Yeah, I mean, I can't. I don't think it's a, a it's an awful prediction at all. I mean, uh, I mean, New Orleans is definitely the established program. You know, being in the NTT six straight yeah. season, and while they have some things to replace, you know, clearly they have the coaching uh, and some returning talent to come back. You know, on paper, Rockford's definitely the most talented team. You know, in the in the group. So if they can put it all together, I think it'd be hard not to look at them as favorites. With uh, Bloomington being the upside team for sure, that you know maybe they put it all together and go on a nice run to start the season. Um, and Flagstaff's not a bad team. So I, I do actually think this group's very wide open as a whole. Yeah. Yeah. Would think the most likely winner is going to be Rockford or, you know, I don't hate your Bloomington pick. I do think it could come down to those two teams, but this is not going to be like a six and oh, five and one group. I think this, the winner of this group is going to be like four and two. Um, and maybe some of that comes down to who they're, you know, out of, group games are against which i just i don't look at too closely but um i think it's going to be a wide open group i think it's going to can be decided to the final game and beauty scene certainly have a shot all right so that was the mohammed group we will call it there and uh, be back soon with one more